1: Hi there, we'll start the show in just one second, but first, if this 2020 holiday season feels like it's been a long time coming, make it worth the wait with Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks makes the perfect gift for family and friends, or to treat yourself, all shipped directly to your door. They offer everything you need to bring families together for a delicious holiday feast, but be careful. Their Deluxe Grillers assortment package includes a variety of entries, sides, and desserts, and right now, you can get this mouthwatering package, plus four free burgers, and a free digital meat thermometer, at an exclusive price only available to my listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code voices into the search bar, get a jump on gift shopping with Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks isn't just steaks, it's a fantastic gift and a safe way to share the joy of the season with Omaha Steaks guaranteed quality and safety with every order. Order the deluxe Grillers Assortment Package today, and you'll receive four free Omaha Steaks and a free digital meat thermometer when you go to omahasteaks.com and type voices in the search bar. That's omahasteaks.com and type voices in the search bar to show. the best gourmet gifts of the season. And now, let the cartoons begin.
3: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never
4: give up, never surrender.
3: This
2: is The Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Charlie, get me the number for the Butterball hotline. Yes, sir. Hello?
0: How
4: can I help you, sir?
2: I'm Joe Bethersenton. That's one T and with an H in there.
4: And your address? Fargo. Your street address, please.
2: Zip code, Fargo, North Dakota, right now. My street address is 11454 Pruder Street, Fargo, North Dakota. Zip code 50504.
4: Thank you. Your voice sounds very familiar to me.
2: I do radio commercials for products.
4: And how can I help you?
2: Stuffing should be stuffed inside the turkey. Am I correct?
4: It can also be baked in a casserole dish.
2: If I cook it inside the turkey, is there a chance I could kill my guests? I'm not saying that's necessarily a deal breaker.
4: Well, there are some concerns. Two main bacterial problems are Salmonella and Campylobacter jejuna.
2: First of all, I think you made the second bacteria up. And second of all, how do I avoid it?
4: Make sure all the ingredients are cooked first. Excellent you have an accurate
2: thermometer? Oh, yeah. It was presented to me as a gift from the personal sous chef to the king of auto sales in Fargo. Phil Beharnd. <laughs> the man can sell a car like, well, like anything.
0: Very good, sir. You have a good Thanksgiving.
2: And you do too. Thanks a lot. That was excellent. We should do that once a week. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, Seska.
1: Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The
4: Bob Seska Show.
1: For the uh, rest of the show, please call me Joe (laughs) betherson From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, November 19, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 1,401 of the Trump crisis 62 days until the inauguration So let's bring him in The Goss Ninja It is Jody Hamilton From the From the Bunker podcast From-the-bunker.com Also sexyliberal.com Along with all the other Sexy liberal programs It is your Sexy liberal Podcasting super station uh, And David T. Rex Ferguson from Patre- Hi. Hi. P- <laughs> Patreon.com slash The T-Rex Report. Bookmark it, why don't you? Also, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. We premiered another one of your songs, David, on Tuesday's show with the great Buzz Burbank and enjoyed it thoroughly. Buzz had some very kind things to say. And of course, every time now we mention Buzz, we have to play this, too. When
3: you say Buzz Burbank, oh my god, you said it you all. Said it all. <laughs> oh, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, you guys! Did you not hear the Buzz Burbank jingle that Rocky Mountain Mike made?
3: I did. I did hear it, and it just delights me. I to love not it end. so. Oh, much. I used to get that song stuck in my head when I was a kid all the time.
1: <laughs> it's so great. I'd be like
3: when you say tuna salad, you know, or just whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Budweiser. I think it was the Budweiser, know, Budweiser was commercial. Budweiser, but- and I'm so glad that Rocky Mountain Mike and Mary and Ann Arbor, Nancy and Ann Arbor, made this uh, jingle because it has officially erased this from my brain.
3: Uh, we yeah, for that's, direction yeah and that's, that's never that's going away. A, yeah, yeah. That Did you was... see the
0: tweet with, um, I think it was his kid or somebody, or somebody was singing the Dan Bongino song? Yeah, yes,
3: it, was I know. It, was kid. Kid. it was a friend's kid. A friend's kid. at the kid. table <laughs> doing her homework singing, I want to be at the RNC. <laughs> I want to yeah. sing. And every time she hit a si- syllable of Dan Bongino's name, she banged on the table like a drummer. She was like, <laughs> Dan Bongino. <laughs> and then he, the kid's like, Are
1: you videoing me? <laughs> yeah. I, I um, hope she at least understood the iron irony of it. I wanna <laughs> at the Orleans. Yeah. I wanna see Patricia McCloskey.
3: I wanna scream for the <laughs> GOP. I wanna <laughs> sit with Dan Bongino. Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Can we have him on like we did Mary sometime? I would just love to hang out. and I'll, shoot a I'll show check with
1: in him. with him. Yeah, he's uh, he's really great. Nick Lutzko uh, at Nick Lutzko on Twitter. Make sure. To flirt to he's <laughs> actually
3: very good looking.
1: He did a like a, a somber version of the I Want to Be at the RNC song where it just it was the sad version. I think we played it here on the show. What am I talking about? I think we played it here a couple of weeks ago. All the shows run together
3: now. But, I mean, we're man. gonna need these things because apparently. Dan yeah. Bongino is the new conservative, you know, meteor icon, meteorically rising icon that's oh, shooting good across Lord. The, thun- the Facebook yeah. sky. Oh yeah, and I assure there, like, you, a whole thing on him in Politico where it's like they managed for like ten paragraphs to not make him sound like he needs a map to wipe his ass. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean,
1: that's the the insane thing about Dan Bongino is the fact that somehow he's managed to attain this gigantic reach on Facebook. And it's obviously partially due to Facebook and the fact that they don't care what kind of disinformation is on their platform. They're just letting these guys go. The Daily Wire guys, uh, Ben Shapiro and all the rest of them. But Dan Bongino, every time there's a top 10 rankings from Facebook, the pages with the highest reach, Dan Bongino is like six or seven of those pages. And one of these days, I assure you, Charlie Kirk is going to be running the RNC. So I want to get into all of the uh, the fuckery and nonsense that's going on this week as far as just straight up. I mean, I've been calling it fuckery. It is straight up election interference. This is an attack on our democracy happening uh, by Donald Trump and uh, Rudy Giuliani and all of his minion. I, Donald Trump personally called the Wayne County, Michigan canvassing board members to lobby them in order to get them to reverse their votes. But, of course, it's too late for that. They can't do that. They've already certified the election in uh, that county, in Wayne County, Michigan. I'm not sure if they certified the election in the entire state, but did you guys see uh, when Donald Trump was uh, crowing about how Michigan refused to certify the the vote totals? Yeah, And he was so happy. He was so thrilled. He was like, USA strong, USA proud. The Michigan has decided. And it wasn't Michigan. It was Wayne County for about five minutes because those two Republican members of the board of canvassers decided, uh, we're not going to certify this. We're going to vote against certification on this, which is just absolutely crazy. There's no justification for that whatsoever. No evidence. And Donald Trump, of course, took that to mean the entire state has refused to certify. And then- Five minutes later, the two Republican members signed on, certified the vote, and, and off it went. So, too bad Donald Trump wow. <laughs> was waiting to roll that out for some reason. That Thank you to Stephanie Miller and Sean Comiskey for providing the weep wow sound. Weep. Wow. It's the sound of Trump's uh, intestines, I think we uh, determined.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and then those two same people tried to rescind yesterday or today and yeah. then they, the Secretary of State of Michigan said, No. Yeah, I know. You can't rescind. Sorry. It's not there's no legal way you can say no. My view is reasonable Republicans in Michigan should then throw those two out, put two reasonable Republicans in and go, yeah. No, we don't rescind. We're we're down with this if that's gonna get more rat fuckery about it. Mm-hmm. But this is some like Tom Hartman scared the crap out of me this morning. He goes, They're going for the Twelfth Amendment. I'm like, stop it, Tom, they're not <laughs>
1: If you can overturn elections just because you're screaming about it, there's something horribly wrong. And the fact that Donald Trump is so desperate that he's calling members of the canvassing board. Yeah, that's
0: illegal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. And in fact, what he's trying to do is he's trying to use the power of the presidency to intimidate these uh, members of the board of canvassers. But I'm sure it was a perfect call, right? I'm sure the... (laughs) Just like the call with Zelensky. Oh, a, of course it was a perfect call. I actually, on the contrary, I actually have a recording of the phone call between Donald Trump and the Wayne County uh, canvassing board members. Here's a here's a little bit of that. <laughs> uh, Trump's upset. He's
3: Ron, Are you okay? <laughs> the man put it back, sir.
1: now.
4: The man. That's my mother's oh, Man, right, I guess he's man, Joe dude. Biden. The maybe?
1: Something about a Ron, burrito. He, took him. he <laughs> took him with his foot,
2: and he kicked him! That's what he did. Someone punted him. No way. Wait, wait, let me say something. <laughs> let me say something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> President's a little what? upset.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: I, I don't under I didn't
3: understand a one word you said.
4: Rod, ah. are you okay? Ron. Ah, oh, ah,
3: ah, ah, <laughs> ah, ah. Ron, oh. what, where are you? Oh, I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> what is this from? Oh, that it's was from, from Ron, Burgundy. Yeah. Yeah, Ron Burgundy. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, Ron Burgundy. So my mic fell. was off for a couple minutes there, guys, and I was wondering, like, they're just not interested in anything I have to say today. I was wondering where you they're were. not even laughing at my jokes. I had no <laughs> idea. Like, I'm
1: just rambling on and on and on about Wayne County and I'm like, well, where's David? And there you are. I'm <laughs> glad you glad you figured that Sorry. out. Jesus.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's the mic itself or the wire. It it's only the seems to uh, happen It's on, that connection.
1: Um, you gotta jiggle it. You
3: gotta jiggle the connection
1: jiggle it a little little (laughs) jiggle it a little bit
3: yeah there you go well I mean you guys want to talk about what's going on in Michigan but can we talk about the Game of Thrones fucking drama that's happening in my state with Lindsey Graham yeah what's going on yeah what's going on well it turns out that one of the people who I've been sticking pins in as a voodoo doll all year I'm gonna have to make an apology to Brad Rasenberger no shit the Republican Secretary of State who I mean is not known for his transparency and you know urgency to get everybody to vote I mean Mm -hmm. He's mm-hmm. part of the Kemp cabal of vote suppressors, and but um, so you know, Georgia's prepared to certify our election results. The recount has come al- ended last night on Wednesday, and um, nothing changed. But of course, apparently since January, the Trump people have been going at Raftsmberger because he wouldn't sign on as an honorary co-chair right. of the Georgia campaign, um, and apparently like some Kirkenberg, I don't know, Kirk. One of the, the, like the guy who's <laughs> one of the many little Lilliputians who, like, is a tiny lawyer that runs around for Trump trying to make these things happen. Yes. Um, came exploding into a private meeting and was like, Why haven't you endorsed the president? Oh and my Rasmus God. Was like, um, We don't do that. I'm the Secretary of State. I'm supposed to stay impartial. Mm -hmm. No one, no Secretary of State in the history of Georgia has endorsed a presidential candidate.
1: I mean, there are numerous examples of just flagrant attempts to not only subvert democracy, but to undermine the incoming Biden administration. I mean, you got the GSA uh, woman, Emily Murphy, I think is her name. And uh, oh,
3: that's suet pudding.
1: Yeah. I I, kept
0: calling her Aaron (laughs) Murphy, and I had to apologize to the actress that played Tabitha. (laughs)
3: Well, see, our story in Georgia. Wait, there's more. It gets even more Game okay. of Thrones and Baroque because, like, apparently last week Lindsey Graham on Friday called our Secretary of State and was like, "So, how hard is it for you to throw out some ballots? Yeah, well, let me do it right. How hard is it for you to throw out some ballots? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, with the signature matching the law that y'all and our Secretary of State was like, um, "This isn't your state." Yeah. Right. Uh, and we've had a, you know, a, a, we are perfectly willing to sign off of this as a 100% free and fair election. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're trying to overturn my work here. And, you know, so Lindsey Graham gets caught when yeah. Rasenberger has the stones to come out and say, y'all, he's bothering me. <laughs> uh-huh. like, right. Will you stop touching me? <laughs> and, um, and so Graham goes, well, I, I never said anything like that. But... There were two other people on the phone call <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, and they both come forward and said, yeah. Lindsey Graham is full of shit. Um, he is trying <laughs> yeah. to change our state's vote totals by throwing yeah. away votes from black areas. Yeah, here. of course. Yeah. I
0: have a theory on the Trump thing. It's not necessarily to overturn the entire election mm-hmm. just to make sure that Biden doesn't get 306.
1: You know what, this is the new paradigm in the United States. This is all about propaganda superseding everything else. Yeah. And it's it, it, it's actually a functional plan. It's a functional mm-hmm. strategy. Because if you look at it through this prism, that in the absence of facts, and the absence of supporting evidence, all they've got is whatever Rudy Giuliani is screaming into the universe, and he was doing that again today. We're going to get to that in a second. And
0: his hair dye was melting.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the problem is, is that Rudy Giuliani and everything that's coming out of the White House right now, certainly out of Donald Trump's Twitter feed, is receiving the support of most of those 73 million people who voted for Donald Trump. You don't need to have actual facts anymore. All you need to do is have a big enough platform for your nonsense. And people will buy it. And that's what's scaring the shit out of me. I mean, it's just like, how do you how do you combat that other than to fight fire with your own form of disinformation, which we cannot do? That is what that is the end. I mean,
3: well,
4: we could, I well, I mean, we, we I could, mean,
1: but we don't want to
3: in case of emergency option. I mean, I yeah, don't know.
1: I mean, just... we don't we don't. I guess we should say we don't want to have to do that. And certainly there's the potential to be able to do it. But then you have to lower yourself to their level. And and if we, as soon as Haven't that we
3: already been dragged down there to begin with, this is where everyone is.
1: Well, no, I'm just saying we're not sitting here. <laughs> if we're sitting here making shit up right now, David, then holy shit, the game is over. The Republic is done. Done. The whole thing is, you might as well, you know, scrap it all.
3: Stop. Yeah, it wasn't I wasn't supposed to be just making shit up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. No, I mean that would be the only way to to fight fire because, again, the record doesn't matter. The fact that Donald Trump has this horrifying record i mean four years of a horror show and the fact that he was able to gain 10 million 11 million votes it just uh, a hallmark to the power of propaganda in the united states it is a testament to the fact that millions of people are so easily duped and deceived by constant nonsense and that is a terrifying prospect moving ahead and that's a seems to me as if the only solution, and I keep going back to this, I'm going to be screaming about this in perpetuity, going on and on. The only way to conquer it is to simply outnumber it during elections. And that means the off-year elections, that means next November, state and local elections, elections for governors, uh, midterm elections, certainly presidential elections. Because if 2010 was in any indication... Of what happens in a midterm election with a Democratic president, we are in serious fucking trouble. And I, I, I think, don't know.
3: None of those patterns matter anymore. No, this is I is hope an you're extraordinary right. Ordinary election cycle, I believe, and I don't. Think oh, I think that this election it, cycle was it was. You're right. It was extraordinary. And I mean, it's going to continue to move forward because these people are not going to get unregistered. Okay. And we haven't. And we have. We're not going to unlearn the trick of voting by paper ballot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of how things go, it's going to depend on whether we get a Republican or Democratic Congress, yeah, and yeah. like what they because like mainly <clears throat> the reason that the uh, like pre- the current president's party gets their asses kicked two years in is because you know they're actually trying to govern, and you have the Republicans or whoever shooting at their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I, I feel like all prior election election metrics are off. Yeah, like all deals are. I mean and. Because unprecedented has been the word for the last year. I just figure that's going to keep moving forward because these are truly extraordinary times, mm-hmm. and the other side is so extraordinarily evil. Yeah. Um, well, that- I just
1: I, I hope that message breaks through the constant pro-Trump propaganda that will surely continue after Trump is is long out of office. The one advantage that we could have after Trump leaves is if Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg. Actually, do what they promise and shut down Donald Trump's platforms the second he violates the rules. Once he's a, a private citizen again, and they have they have pledged to treat him like a private citizen. I mean, this is something that came out from uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter the other day. And mm-hmm. uh, so, if what about YouTube? Yeah, that's another, uh, it's another platform that we haven't heard from yet. But they said uh, if the president is spreading hate speech or promoting violence, those will receive the same treatment as anyone else saying those things after he's uh, out of office. So this both indicates that he was given special treatment as president mm-hmm. and indicates on the upside that once he's out they're gonna hold him accountable like they they should be. Like they should mm-hmm. have always been. Because the damage has already been done. Let's face it. Anything mm-hmm. that happens from this point forward is just uh gilding the Trump lily, so to speak, mm-hmm. and, you know, adding to it. But if they stop him, if they shut him down after he's out, then he has to go over to Parliament. This is or all just like more
3: I mean, I really feel like everything he's doing right now is like his uh first Trailer for the Trump TV network. Yeah, you know he's setting it up. This narrative that the presidency presidency's been stolen from him. Yeah, and you know he's going to try to form his own like you know one America kind of media network and and you know we can all watch it while we eat our Trump steaks, riding Trump airlines, (laughs) his closed casinos. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of optimism for him. Like. Because so much of what's happened so far, and he has no idea of it, is he's been helped along mm-hmm. by like lots and lots of nefarious actors, including Russia, including you know the freaking neocons and the I mean and the federal government. Just, you know what I'm saying? He's had yeah. a whole lot of enablers because mm-hmm. he's powerful. But oh right, right. He, like when he loses his Baron hearken and little floaty things, and has to walk on his own <laughs> fat little feet again. Um, I think that it's going to be a different story. But I I, I hope you're right.
1: I I hope you're right. I I just, I don't see it going away anytime soon. I mean, they are so utterly snowed. I mean, the fact that Dan Bongino, going back to him, the fact that he is so (laughs) popular and such an influencer right now is horrifying because he's an idiot. I mean, they're all just fucking more. Charlie Kirk is one of the standard bearers in the Republican Party right now. And, uh, you know, the guy on a regular basis does nothing but eat lead paint chips. I mean, that's at least what it seems like. i got to talk about
3: him for a second. <laughs> I really had not, like, I had not encountered a lot of Charlie Kirk before. I just had known he was out there. Yeah. Um, and I watched his video, his little short about how liberals hate Thanksgiving and that's <laughs> why they're trying to keep everybody from yeah. having uh-huh. huge family gatherings. That's right. But we love
0: fucking Christmas. Yeah, we love fucking Christmas.
3: Fucking I think that's what I said. I was like, you listen to you doink. <laughs> like, we d- <laughs> We hate Christmas. See, that's, that's what a, liberals are for. That's what like, I'm talking right. about.
1: That's what I'm talking about. That is something that is just invented out of whole cloth. The liberals had yep. nothing to do with whether people say Merry Christmas or not. Or it had,
0: happy holidays. Yeah, there's no,
1: there's <laughs> no legislation. There's no proposed legislation. There's no liberals going around, oh, don't you dare say Merry Christmas. If anybody is doing that, it's corporations. Right. It is right. retail corporations. And
3: see, that's what they're actually objecting to is societal shift. But I need to yeah. get back to Charlie Trump here. I mean, I Charlie, Charlie Kruger, Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, you might as well I Charlie watched this video, <laughs> and it's basically like you know him in a blue backdrop, which he's probably doing from a refrigerator box in <laughs> a van down by the river, <laughs> you know. Um, but I mean, okay, and this may be caddy, but. How is a person wearing clothes that badly? <laughs> like he's got on a blue V-neck T-shirt, which should be like the easiest item in the world to pull off, and mm-hmm. he, it looks like that Downy commercial. You know, oh, yeah, the, yeah I know the one. You're incredibly telling. comfortable. <laughs> Does your V-neck look more like a U-neck? Like, I mean, and it's just that's. I mean, just, and his hair looks like he slept under a. I mean, it's like and his weird little face is too small for his big giant head, and I'm just. <laughs> he's got little baby teeth.
1: But, yeah. And the I, other
3: thing about these guys is they're so effete. Like, he's sitting there talking, and he's, like, waving his ballpoint pen hand like <laughs> Mariah Carey singing a <laughs> Glissandro, you know? Like, just, like, tracing those lines through the air, like, diva. And I'm just, like, I mean, and, but see, the problem is that, like, the the RNC, like, weaponizes these people. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, they get
3: funding, like, in a way that the left has never figured out. Because, they. I mean, he is one of those fever swamps, like, gateway pundit. Oh, yeah. Of their whole imagination industry of lies and conspiracies Mm. and they like it's you know somebody was like watch here's how the cycle works like Charlie Kirk burps it Fox (laughs) News asks about it yeah the president tweets about it Fox News talks about the tweet you know and it just repeat repeat
1: repeat. yeah they all have significant reach on social media Candace Owens Charlie Kirk Dan Bongino all these characters have uh, uh, Jack Posobiec is another one Uh, Jacob Wall I'm saying
3: DNC where's my motherfucking check
1: (laughs) That's right. Well, getting back into the fuckery here, um, several cases that I found rather alarming over the past couple of days of not only interfering in the election, but interfering in the transition, the ability of Joe Biden to be president starting on January 20. I mean, this has really... I mean, some of these things have really nothing to do with the votes themselves. This is about fucking up Joe Biden deliberately. I mean, using using American foreign policy, using human lives to fuck with Joe Biden because Donald Trump is having this colossal hissy fit. Like, for example, CNN's CNN's Kristen Holmes reported yesterday, some health and human services staffers instructed today that if anyone from President-elect Joe Biden's team contacts them, they are not to communicate with them and are to alert Deputy Surgeon General Rear Admiral Erica Schwartz Uh, That was my uh, radio name for a while. Um,
3: <laughs> rear, re- yeah, hey, I'm I am the only was, rear admiral admiral in this crowd. <laughs> it was the worst.
1: It was the worst. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but it was the worst. Ra- see, that's why it was the worst radio name in the world. Deputy Surgeon General Rear Admiral Erica Schwartz of the Communication, per and Administration Official. So you got to tattle if someone goes to the to, to HHS. do their job. Yeah, exactly. To find out about you know the gigantic pandemic that's killing people, quarter million people as of right now. And if Joe Biden, anyone from the Biden staff goes to HHS there to report directly to Deputy Surgeon General Rear Admiral Erica Schwartz. And then, uh, of course, that'll get alerted back to Donald Trump, and then whoever that person was will get fired because Donald Trump is an asshole, and Donald Trump is not, not only an asshole, but a sadist, a sadistic asshole. I mean, meanwhile, CNN also reported on Wednesday that Trump and his henchmen are planning to intentionally sabotage Biden On foreign
3: policy. It's like they think it's just sort of like an envelope or a notebook. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you understand bombs will fly on the other side of the world. Children will die. Right. Parents will be – I mean, it's just like – but this is – I mean, we've all known that this was – like we've – that like in an abusive relationship, Mm -hmm. the most dangerous place for the partner who's not abusive is when they try to leave. Yeah. And – you know, even though America has said no, Trump is trying to force her, himself on her. And it just. Yeah, that's exactly
1: right. Jesus. I mean, and a, now that
3: she said, I don't want you, he said, fine, no one else can have you either. Yeah. Well, a
1: second official has told CNN that their goal, the, the Trump goal, is to set as many fires, that, so many fires, that it'll be hard for the Biden administration to put them all out. So we're talking about, right. you know, we heard news. See, if
3: we were talking about a fucking apartment development in Queens, yeah, <laughs> that would be one thing. Right. We're talking about the fucking country in yeah. the middle of a pandemic.
1: Oh, yeah, we're talking about uh, shit going down in the Middle East, possibly a gigantic fire in Iran if Trump gets his way. I mean, there are ramifications in terms of blowback from whatever Donald Trump is planning. That well, the will last distribution for decades network, the
3: vaccines yeah well like, the mean, whole, like you know the Biden's but, but like we need to see your plan for distribute distributing vaccine but by the way I actually have a source inside the Trump industry that has sent me their plan
1: the Trump right? industry
3: yeah the, the Trump I mean the Trump <laughs> administration industry. industry the Trump industry administration's <laughs> plans for distributing the vaccine does it
1: involve plasma
3: I hope it does yeah no okay. it just says oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Does it They you? don't have a plan for distributing their vaccine. Like, Weep. Wow. Yep. That's the one. That's, <laughs> that's their the plans for <laughs> distributing <laughs> vaccines. That's what I, you know, like, <clears throat> here's like three monkeys with a box of Crayolas, like, you know, and like Stephen Miller is yelling at them, Make a plan, make a
1: plan. Oh, yeah. yeah. In
3: their, so we could hand them over a vaccine plan because they haven't done their homework. But I mean, it it's, it's,
1: it's, just, it's, it's so fucking crazy because what Donald Trump doesn't understand, and he'll never understand, I mean, he may understand, but he just doesn't give a shit, the fact that fucking around with foreign policy right now nine, on his way out. Nine just 11 to, Yeah, exactly. Just to screw around with Joe Biden, that leads to terrorist attacks that could lead to retaliation against overseas mm-hmm. allies or, or worse. Yep. I mean, we're talking about not only fucking around with the Biden administration, but fucking around with... A dozen subsequent presidential administrations, including Republican ones. How many American military personnel will die because Donald Trump refuses to take no for an answer, refuses to take you're fired for an answer? Because he is such a gigantic whiny diaper baby, he is going to get people killed by the thousands, if not more. This is just so f-
3: We've known this. We've known that he was I mean yeah, we it, knew d- it, it doesn't yeah. surprise any of us all. he's been telegraphing for months that even if he lost he was going to make it a complete is all about him. Mm-hmm. Not about the country and it would all be all about his just like whiny baby like oh, you yeah. know shit diaper tantrum. Right.
1: Um, but I mean knowing about it doesn't make it any less urgent. You know what I mean? It's just it's still we can't just blow it off. I don't think we can blow it off any longer and I get the sense that
3: uh We I have just like been so need no- more aggressive. Democrats who think way ahead. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: well that's? I mean, that's what we're going to need. We're absolutely going to need aggressive Democrats moving forward. And I'm talking about as soon as the prosecutions start, the Democrats need to fucking own it. The Democrats need to stand by their investigations and not take any screaming and whatever temper tantrums the red hats are going to have about that. Not even take them seriously. Just keep pressing for it. Rule of law. Rule of law. Rule of law. That needs. To to be the mantra moving forward because,
3: oh, you sweet summer child.
1: Well, there's going to be a temptation <laughs> that as soon as prosecutors start collecting evidence and that word gets out, suddenly it's going to be Donald Trump sending his red hats to personally attack whoever the prosecutor is. The intention what they're
0: there, doing in Arizona right now, yeah, exactly with the right, Secretary I mean, of State, there,
1: and so the intention is to freak them out enough so that they drop the charges. What's not worth it for Democratic politicians, for Democratic members of Congress... Even for the White House to say, "Hey, you know what? We keep going down this road. We could lose in 2022. We could lose all kinds of voters in 2022." No, look, there needs to be just a concerted effort to not only allow the prosecutions to take place, but to make sure that the Democrats don't slip into a fucking complacent torpor between now and 2022 and now and 2024. And that's, that's gonna another be another
3: motive. For the Trump team to leave all those fires burning, yeah, it gives you less time to fight, you know, the old fires when the new fires are burning. Like. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that's what I mean, you know they- who's handled
3: this better than anybody? Who's that? Gretchen fucking Whitmer. Yeah, yeah. She's. I mean, have you noticed she has not been seen without a black leather jacket on since they? Uh, and I mean, maybe like at one press conference she was indoors, but like every time I see her now, she's dressed like Wonder Woman off duty, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like she's projecting strength. Yep. She's projecting, I'm not afraid of you. You're a bunch of noisy bullies, and our state is going to do what it has to do. And, like, I just, like, she is a symbol to me right now of grace Underpower, I'm mean, a grace under fire. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I've got to take my hat off because, like, you know, a fucking plot to kidnap me, if I found out about that shit, y'all wouldn't see me. I wouldn't be anywhere near a TV <laughs> camera. We'd be T Rexes, uh, just, you know, for an undisclosed location right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, she just, like, um, and I feel like she's. It's in terms of the choices she's making, of what words she's using, how she's moving forward, how she's handling the new lockdown orders, I'm just like, folks, this is courage. Yeah. This is how mm-hmm. leaders lead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, I, I'm in in no way a leader, but my instinct is to run into the fire. When I'm getting bullied or someone's trying to push me around, my instinct is to get into that person's face, and which is why yeah. it's partially why, yeah, which is partially why it's confounding to see all these uh, Republicans mm-hmm. cower. Before Donald Trump, just shaking in their boots, worried about the red hats coming after them, and I just feel like, well, God damn it,
3: just be the hero, somebody. Yeah, you
1: know.
0: Don't forget that WikiLeaks still has the RNC emails.
3: That's true. It's true. Yeah, that's also true. So
0: there is, there might be some compromat that isn't just baking recipes, and you know, <laughs>
3: not risotto. You know, and, and
0: you know exactly, it's it's not just that, or or God forbid, Debbie Wasserman Schultz wanting Hillary Clinton to get elected. Shocker yeah. of shocks, you mm-hmm. know, it's not something that. It was bad for people that were liberally yeah. <laughs> Democrats that were Bernie supporters to read. But other than that, the DNC email hack was the dump was like, whatever, totally
3: dudes. innocuous,
0: exactly. But maybe the RNC hack had some stuff in it because we still haven't seen that.
3: It seems Any
1: like, it. given that, that the Republicans should be privately helping. Mm-hmm. Any investigation that goes on, any sort of comeuppance for Donald Trump, they should be helping that along privately, quietly, secretly. Maybe if some they can. are. Uh, that could very well be, and it'd be great to know about it at some point, even if it was an off-the-record whisper via DM. Some Republican to say, "Hey, listen, we got this covered. We're we're really with you guys." I but. think
3: they're all Kavanaugh's, though. They've never gotten A past that "Oh my God, my parents are going to kill me" thing. Yeah, that's
0: I mean, true. who is it? Who is it so far? It's it's Romney, Collins, Murkowski, and Sass are the only ones in the yeah. Senate. Mm-hmm. Of Republicans that have congratulated Joe Biden. Yeah. yeah. Officially. They're the
3: ones that probably haven't had sex with anyone outside their marriages <laughs> since.
0: Well, and nine. that could be it. That could be, there yeah. is no compromise on the four of them. I mean, I'm not a fan of Ben Sass, but every now and then when he's questioning, I'm like, okay. Right. You know. Um, uh, but it, it, Romney, you know, as, other than his Bain Capital crap, it was mm. legal but awful. He's squeaky clean. Oh um, yeah. And then Murkowski is; she seems like a nice enough lady. Um Susan Collins can go kiss my ass, but I doubt that but any doubt of these. But you doubt
3: that she's got a lot of sexy sta- secrets, like oh, she might.
0: You never know. Esmeralda just might.
3: <laughs> okay. I was going to say earlier, though, you were talking, Bob, about like the art, you know, this is something we share. I kind of mentioned this on Twitter. Of course, you probably never read my responses, but it's
4: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but you, are you
1: talking to me? Are you saying that I don't read your responses on Twitter? yes oh my god yeah. Why, where would you get that impression of course whenever they appear thanks to my algorithm I, I do see them and I often like We're them just,
3: I was just saying there's it's for us and people like us I include you two in Jody and Buzz there's no rush like strutting straight up to the biggest bully in the room and poking him in the eye hard yeah. mm-hmm. because we are Davids and yeah. they are Goliaths and that's what gets us off like, yeah. we are going to like fight the big thing yeah um and the conservatives are the really exact opposite. They're like, we got to stomp on anything that's threatening our power yeah. before yeah. it gets, you know. And that's, of course, they've convinced themselves it's the other way around, and they're just so oppressed. Well, the, here's <laughs> the
1: thing. Here's here's what the Democrats have to bear in mind. This is the, I think, the struggle for the Democratic Party between now and 22, 24, is the centrist Democrats need to accept some progressive policies the progressive like, democrats yeah. need to accept some centrist policies there needs yeah. to be some form of détente between weird to put it this way the right wing of the democratic party and the left wing of the democratic party with the, cen- well, the- see they
3: both have their, their you see the thing is like the the centrist people are good at holding the line yeah and the, uh, the progressive people are good at going on the attack, and we need both. Yeah, we need so both. So fucking do your jobs and stop fighting each other and fight the Republicans. That's
1: exactly right. So that, yeah. And that's got to be the key. That is the secret to pushing through the propaganda. That is the secret to pushing through the fact that seems like American voters default back to Republicans as soon as we are caught with our pants down, the Democratic Party specifically. And so we need to push against that. We need to continue this because the alternative, I mean, I, I keep saying it, it's the Those zombies pounding on the front door. They're waiting to come in, and as soon as we let our guard down, they're coming back in. And after four years (laughs) of this fucking nightmare, can you imagine another four years of that? Can you imagine the Red Hats controlling... Congress, both chambers, again. I mean, that is unthinkable at this point. Given the fact that Q is making inroads in the Republican Party, given the fact that all of these Republicans are just loyalists to Donald Trump to the end because they're so afraid of the red hats that uh, they're not moving. And as soon as they get back in, it's going to be. I mean, if 2022 goes sour, it's going to be impeach Joe Biden, Stacey Abrams, blah blah blah. Yeah, we need Stacey Uh, Abrams. We need need more people like her.
3: Like a whole. U.S. program. But yeah, see, yeah. this is one of the things that as soon as Biden and Harris are in power in June or July, whenever it's over, <laughs> <I'm Yeah>. sorry, <laughs> bite my tongue. Um, yeah, so it, uh, yeah,
1: so, sorry, Biff.
3: Um, yeah, no longer going to be We really president. need to work out this whole unequal representation thing. Mm. Because, I mean, yeah. you know, Iowa has two senators. California has two senators. There's like 150 Iowa's Population-wise, in just lower California. Well, if we
0: want to keep the Senate that way, there's rules that can be changed where it's more equitable. Well, why?
1: But that's, that's Chuck more- Schumer
0: might be able to do that. Should we? Should Georgia go the way it's supposed to go? He can change the filibuster rule. He can, he can go crazy because it's already been done. I say he takes it the ball even further. But what needs to happen is if we keep the Senate as it is, plus we need to add Washington D.C. and Puerto Rico and maybe Guam and Samoa and other territories not want to as be I think well, yeah, they kind of do, endo- it depends on who you talk to. But they would get more repre- they would get representation properly what? in this country. Like you know, who said it? Didn't John Cornyn say they Puerto Rico overvoted? Honey, they don't vote in the presidential election. <sighs> uh, but the thing is, is what I what upsets me is the House of Representatives more so because the Senate is how it is, as arcane and stupid as it is. The House of Representatives. What is the smallest state that has one representative? Whatever that population is. That should be equal. And in California, it's not. We are not equally represented in the House at this point with our 47 million people that we've got. We have too few reps.
3: Okay. (laughs) And really, it's like the minority rule. that Graham and McConnell are ruling in content of the majority of the people in this country. Yes. That has got to change.
1: Far be it for me to disagree with both goth ninjas, but (laughs) after we... (laughs) After we uh, take a, a short break for a commercial here, I want to come back and talk about this exact topic because I think it's a blind alley that we don't necessarily need to go down as a as a party, as a movement. So why talk about have it anymore? Okay. What's that?
3: <laughs> then why keep talking about it if it's blind? <laughs> no, be,
1: because I because I have I have something to say. I have justification. Oh. See, they call that justifying
3: this your is opinion. Why I was, <laughs> yeah, this is why I was a total pill in family therapy as a teenager. <laughs>
1: So what's your point? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the season of giving thanks is upon us The special day of turkey, family, maybe And football will be here before you know it Before gathering with your family to share in your Thanksgiving traditions It's important to allow some extra time for you The time you need to take care of yourself And to look your best for your loved ones With Plexiderm, all you need is Say it with me now, 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. And the results are going to last for hours so you can relax surrounded by loved ones knowing you're always looking your best. You can try a six application trial pack for just fourteen ninety-five right now with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal to the operator this order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee in case you don't like it make those wrinkles lines and under eye bags disappear with plexiderm visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout thank you the bob seska
4: show
2: the said
3: it's easy, had nothing to it And now the army's out to get you
2: I'm gonna put America terminal stasis The innocent think it's like jarring in molasses I'll shake a tire to paint these dudes And I'm finally
3: getting hit through the American
1: Ruse Oh yeah, the great Brad Brooks right here This is a brand new single called The American Ruse Link in the description Man. at BobSeska. He's one of my faves right now. Holy shit! Really great God, stuff. That
3: makes me want to be in a bar. Oh, I know. Like just ears ringing, people all around me, holding a beer, even <laughs> yeah. though I don't drink. Right. You know, it's just the like,
1: secondhand uh, smoke. Oh no, not anymore. I forgot about that. They don't. They don't God, smoke in that bars anymore. Good. Yeah, is really great stuff. His, his name is Brad Brooks. Uh, the song is called The American Ruse, and uh, I got a link in the description to download it and support uh, Brad Brooks and his music. Also, com slash music if you want to submit your stuff to the show. Thank you for doing that. Okay, so now here's the thing. The Great Compromise uh, was supposed to balance out the, uh, the makeup of Congress between populated states and unpopulated states. Right. So you've got the Senate with every state getting two members of right. the Senate. Uh, plus, you've got the House to make up for the fact that there's population disparities between one state to the right. other. So the the idea is that it balances those things. So whereas right. California only has two senators to wyomings two senators the fact right. is that wyoming only has one member of the house while california has what 28 Fifty-four. 50, 54. 54 yeah yeah, yeah. it's and, the same
0: electors we have the same it's the your electors are what you're represented in the house
1: okay so is it is it 54?
0: or it's 50 it's 52, 52. actually you have 52 Thank representatives you. and two senators yeah
1: yeah good good so i mean that's the intention and i'm trying to figure out uh, why, uh, why is there's this concern over representation in Congress when you do have the House? Now, granted, in the Senate they do because get so
3: many because the Senate's like the final arbiter.
1: Right. Well, well the, the final arbiter, as far as like Supreme Court justices and members and of the legislation cabinet.
3: Legislation and getting
2: stuff Well, sometimes the, the House desk. is,
1: sometimes the, the legislation will go back to the House as the final right. vote on a piece of legislation. But sure. there is a trade off insofar as the House controls the budget, the power of appropriations. So there are advantages in the House of Representatives that the Senate doesn't have. So that's where I'm coming from. And maybe I'm missing something. I'm perfectly open to hearing counter
3: arguments on this. But I feel like- Well, just like the impeachment, it was originated in the House but decided by the Senate and and this, you know, the fucking Senate is not a representation of the people.
1: Yeah, but the Senate can't originate articles of impeachment. So they don't have that power they so the power just is have
3: the power to just destroy it because it doesn't <laughs> suit their agenda.
1: I mean, I, I get that they do have the majority of the advice and consent. I think when it comes to maybe replacing a vice president, the House gets that advice and consent role. But in terms of approving cabinet members, approving judges, approving members of the Supreme Court, the Senate gets all that power, but the House gets its own Powers to balance that out. Well, the thing yeah, I is, I feel th- like we
3: need term limits too, though. I mean, what the no, fuck? No, no, no,
0: no, no. You don't want term limits that when lobbyists take more control, we do not. That every two years, we elect a new House, and every two years, a third of the Senate is up for reelection. Term limits is stupid <laughs> because lobbyists will have more control over who is in mm-hmm. than they already do. Yeah. Well, first,
3: yeah. we shoot all the lobbyists. That's just a priori. Well, first, we get money out of
0: politics, but until that happens. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm jo- wait. I'm uh, jotting all these things down because I mean these are all okay. valid things that we need to look at. Maybe former commission to yeah, study. and countries don't even have
3: lobbyists like we do. It, yeah, yeah, Maybe Russia, where you can just like, oh, come to my dacha. So, I'll give you a billion dollars and young daughter. See, here's, you so, so here's
1: my thing with here's my thing with term limits. Now that Jody's brought it up, is that Americans always clamor for term limits. Throw the bums out. Throw the bums out. And then as soon sure. as they walk into a voting booth, it's like, well, I know they this person. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar They'll with this person. Guy. Don't change horses midstream. I'm going to vote. For that person. Right. too. And so it becomes this uh, contradiction uh, among American voters. At the same time, people always do this, too. And we're going to see this moving forward as well, especially if the Democrats can't take the Senate with these runoff elections. Uh, you had a lot of people going into voting booths and, d- and getting their mail-in ballots this past time around and going, well, maybe I'll split the ticket. Uh, you know, Democratic president and we'll give him a Republican Senate just to balance things out. Uh, like a fucking idiot, and then what they do for four years is they come like, Why is there so much gridlock? Why uh, I'm, do- <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my Jiminy Glick voice again? Why is there so much gridlock? What is your real name? Maybe, well, maybe thing- if you actually, <laughs> maybe if you voted the bums out once in a while and you voted for all Democrats across the border, whatever it happens to be, just don't split the ticket and then bitch about gridlock. It's fucking I, stupid. I, mm-hmm. um, but but, but
0: the, as far as like the House of Representatives. Being expanded. It hasn't been expanded since Taft was in office, wow. and our population has grown. Okay. So Wyoming apparently has 453,588 residents that have one representative. California, it's a much bigger number of people with our 52. So as far as I'm concerned, Wyoming has one. That should be the basis. Whatever the smallest state population is that has one representative, because they always have to have at least one, Mm -hmm. whatever that population is, that expands to the rest of the country that you can cut it off and round it up or whatever. But right now, say 500,000 people Mm -hmm. is a congressional district in every state. Right. Boom. New York gets more people. California gets more people. Mm. Texas gets more people. Florida gets more people. I mean, you know what I mean. And so it makes it so that the nine seats that we that the Democrats lost this year mm-hmm. might not matter so much.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually in favor of adding uh, a DC, provided there's a federal district Absolutely. inside the state of DC. And right. then I'm also in favor of adding Puerto Rico as well. Um, so that the U.S.
0: Virgin Islands, Guam, uh, <laughs> U.S. Samoa. I mean, we've got some territories all over the planet. That yeah. might want to become states as well, and and we don't know how they may vote. But my view is, if we have the the problem is, is Puerto, Puerto Rico is right not represented. is not
3: real crazy about joining up with the people who abuse the shit out of them during Maria. Yeah. There is actually a burgeoning independence movement, and we can talk about that sometime. And it's been there. Um, yeah. that's the same it's with just... same
1: with Hawaii. There's one there too. it's just. Oh
3: well, yeah,
0: there are, there always is. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, hi. I live in the Valley. We tried to secede from L.A. Trust me, <laughs> yeah. I understand. But Puerto Rico.
3: <laughs> there's also like the under like that, I don't know if it's true or not, but I mean people are worried that like if like people like Rick Santorum are going to be like, well, if you want to be a state, you got to speak English. Yeah. No, um, and well, mm. you know that's how they act. I, that's yeah. not
0: that's not how this country is. We we are not Germany. Switzerland has three languages. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's uh, just because
3: they're smart. <laughs> they send their kids to real schools.
0: Well, I mean they do because I actually lived there for about a month years ago, and um, we lived in a French speaking part of Switzerland, but we went to a German speaking part, and we went to an Italian speaking part, and literally the signs on the on the motorway change. Yeah from French mm-hmm. to German to Italian, and everybody kind of speaks everything. Everybody speaks English relatively well, mm-hmm. but they all speak a little German. They all speak a little French. They all speak, you know, everybody speaks a little bit of whatever. Like in in, in Canada, too, there's French-speaking parts of Canada versus English-speaking parts of Canada, but everybody kind of speaks a little of both. Um, Amazing what happens. Oh, I'm sorry. And in the United States, we don't have a national language. So no, Puerto Rico speaks Spanish all you want. I'm cool Mm -hmm. with that. I should learn Spanish when I go there.
1: Yeah. And also in Europe, they don't necessarily demonize intellectualism. So they're okay (laughs) teaching multiple languages. Okay, I want to get back to uh, what's happening with the uh, Trump fuckery here because there's a couple of alarming things out of Nevada. According to the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Trump has sued Nevada's electors the actual electors who cast mm-hmm. their votes on in the Electoral College on December right. 14th. The latest challenge uh, from the Trump campaign does not name state or Clark County election officials as defendants. Instead, it names the electors who are set to cast their Electoral College votes for Biden next month after the election gave the former vice president a 33,000-vote victory in the state. One of Nevada's electors tweeted this, and this was going around virally on, on Twitter yesterday. Uh, she wrote, I have just been informed, and I'm not going to name her name. In case there are any red hat trolls listening, I don't want to say the name of this person because she's probably getting all kinds of fucking horrible things happening in her email inbox and her DMs and so on. But she wrote, I have just been informed that the Trump campaign has filed a lawsuit against me as an elector for the state of Nevada. Me, a homeless veteran who is nonetheless continuing to do her duty to the American people. And we, of course, salute her and condemn the fucking anti-democratic nonsense that is dragging her down and attacking her, all because Donald Trump is whining like a fucking whiny diaper baby in the White House about fucking losing that fucking loser. Jesus God, this is what it's come down to. We're now suing to steal the. Ele- We're abusing the court system, abusing public resources because Donald Trump's fee fees.
0: Now, didn't and there's the su- no
3: way to like draw some kind of protective legal bubble around them? It's just like no more lawsuits. Well, wait,
0: wait, wait! Didn't the Supreme Court already decide that whatever the state law is, that's how the electors have to vote, and that faithless electors don't have to count? Yes. Didn't they rule that on like unanimously too? I mean, this is kind of. Are they trying to get it to the Supreme Court? Trump's gang
3: hasn't gotten to that page of the of the coloring book yet. (laughs) You know, I mean, they're really they are like hitting it. They're they're like a bunch of little kids that have been up all night eating sugar, and they're just like sitting there spitting ideas on the table Mm -hmm. and like trying to see.
0: I also have a question about the Wisconsin recount that's happening. Wasn't that the problem with the Florida recount where Al Gore only wanted to recount? where he thought he would get votes, whereas what Trump wants to do is want to throw out votes where he didn't think he got them. Isn't that what the whole Florida thing was with the Supreme Court? That's why they said no, stop the recount. Was because it wasn't recounting the whole state.
1: Um, I you know what? That's a really good question. I, I don't. I'm not as up to speed, or I I don't recall Bush v. Gore as far as uh, details like that. But yeah, I seem that to recall the, the problem
0: was, and that's why O'Connor. I think that's why she voted the way she voted was he's only asking to recount Miami Dade and other places where it's heavily Democratic. I see. Versus recounting the entire state, which is fair, therefore stop the recount unless it's going to be the whole state. And obviously Mm -hmm. Bush didn't want to recount the whole state and Al Gore and his people were stupid, in my opinion, in how they filed that lawsuit. Three of the people on the Supreme Court argued, (laughs) since he's not recounting the whole
1: state. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now,
0: I see John Roberts voting 5-4 against Trump in this because I think he's thinking legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about the other two uh, Bush v. Gore people, but I, I really do think that Roberts would not vote in Trump. Or he just, they wouldn't take the case.
1: Well, I hope uh, Rudy Giuliani argues the case before the Supreme Court if it oh actually my gets gosh. there. Because did you see him today in this fucking stupid dog and pony show, this press conference he held? I saw
0: some of it. It was
1: no, just tell like, me about it. I oh to my God, it his Bob sweating his in. hair
0: dye was the f- <laughs> best.
1: <laughs> well, one of, at one point he was talking about the my cousin Vinny defense. Yeah, you, you know the solid legal precedent of the movie My Cousin Vinny. Um, this is what they've got, folks. This <laughs> Donald Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani. They've got the Marissa Tomei, Joe Pesci. It has posi
0: traction. That's how I know it, it has posse traction. So that's how I know that that car <laughs> was that year. But the other car doesn't have posi traction. How do you? I'm a mechanic.
1: <laughs> Here's Rudy. Talking about My Cousin Vinny today. Probably the closest they got
2: is from here to the back of that room.
1: Oh, so okay. So let me set this up. He's talking about the uh, poll watchers, the poll observers, and how, oh, they just couldn't see any shenanigans that were going on. So here we go. Probably the closest they got is
2: from here to the back of that room. We could do like a, uh, did you all watch My Cousin Vinny? Do you know the movie, <laughs> it's one of my favorite oh my uh, law movies, because he comes from law Brooklyn. Law
1: movies? Yeah. I, I think he said law movies, but, you know, right. it's it's Rudy, it's despicable. It's despicable! Well, you don't know what he's saying, he's probably drunk, <laughs> so there's that
2: yeah. too. And uh, when the the nice lady who said she saw, and then he, uh, he he says to her, how many fingers do I, how many fingers do I got up? Oh and she God. says, uh, three. Well, she was too far away to see it was only two. These people were further away oh my God. than my cousin this Vinny was from when the you they couldn't see a thing.
1: Since they were
2: now I don't know. But there, yeah.
0: Oh it, but hold on, weren't the Democratic representatives also six to ten feet away?
1: Yeah. Exactly right. Well, this is again. This is the shell game they're playing. They're just trying to hoodwink judges and and courtrooms and so on. That's the. There's no substance and the here most whatsoever. Most relevant legal obviously.
3: precedent he could cite is my cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny.
1: My cousin Vinny.
3: He's this a- is what happens when you haven't been in federal court since you know. Because <laughs> his biological in-
0: clock is going tick tick tick. <laughs> it's
3: despicable.
1: Yes, it is. It's despicable. So everyone's what invited a way to
3: trash a legacy, man.
1: I know. Sure. I mean, this guy was the mayor, the America's mayor after 9-11. I mean, people wanted to run him in two thousand four uh, instead of George W. Bush running for re-election in two thousand four. People wanted well, him to be president. Wasn't he SDNY president. too? Yeah.
0: Wasn't he a federal prosecutor? Yes, yeah. he
1: was. He was a U. He was no, the U.S. I mean, attorney. He is for a SDNY. lawyer,
3: which is what's so baffling about this is that like. It, uh, yeah, it, these—it's like it's, it's that whole Donald Trump. Like my instincts will carry me. Oh, right. Like I have a magic touch thing mm-hmm. that I don't need to crack a law book before I walk into federal court with a billion cameras on me. Yeah. and try to like. Change an election.
1: Uh, this is like compromat or some form of uh, you know the the brainwashing of my dad. I mean, just another example of how uh, mm-hmm. Rudy Giuliani has been angling for a pardon. Yeah, been sucked into the grift. You know, it's just like he's it,
3: angling for a pardon. Him and Bannon both. That's yeah. what I realized when I realized, when they both jumped out with both feet to be mm-hmm. like election was a fraud. I was like, oh, who's trying to make sure there are charges for bilking donors for a private wall? And and oh, yeah. which
0: was the other lawyer that blamed Hugo Chavez for the twenty twenty election?
1: Stealing. Oh, I, I hadn't heard that one. Oh, oh yeah. man! Who,
0: it was the other lady, Sydney Powell. Is that her name? I think it was oh, Sydney man. Powell. Gloria basically yeah. based. She said in this press conference that Hugo Chavez stole the election. He's been dead for seven years. <laughs>
1: Oh, shit. We the evidence oh. is coming in like a fire
3: hose. <laughs> you know, I can barely even catch it all. It so, <laughs> and the process, it's like, tell me about some of that evidence. She's like, oh, I can't really. It's ongoing. It's just like, lady. Oh, no. off to the glue factory with you
1: okay well each year you want to find special gifts to give family and friends but it can be a challenge to find something unique well with bestfamilygifts.com you can get custom canvas prints for a truly one of a kind gift choose one of the beautiful prints from bestfamilygifts.com add the names of special people in your life and bestfamilygifts.com customizes your chosen print imagine glorious ocean sunsets autumnal forests or classy black and white vistas see the collection for yourself at bestfamilygifts.com you can personalize the text of each print with the names of the people you love including family friends or even your pets these really are the perfect gift for family and friends anyone could get regular canvas framed artwork but who can say they have custom artwork specifically personalized for them well go to bestfamilygifts.com to see the entire amazing collection of custom canvas prints for yourself and get a 20 percent discount on your first order with promo code stephanie That's bestfamilygifts.com. Remember to use the code Stephanie for 20% off your first order. Bestfamilygifts.com, code Stephanie. Thank you.
3: Bob Seska!
1: Uh, brand new to the show. This is a, a project called Brother Other, and the song is called When the Dust Settles. Yeah, that's what it is. When the dust settles. I was got confused there for a second. Yeah, the song is called When the Dust Settles from You and I and Everything. It is a phenomenal album from start to finish. Gives you all the feels, etc., etc. BobSeska.com. Yeah, absolutely. These are two guys. It sounds like
0: an old, a young John Bon Jovi a little bit.
1: Yeah, a little bit. You know, I could see Michael McDermott covering this song.
4: Uh-huh.
3: I feel like male singers like break down into woodwinds and reeds. Yeah. Like, John Lennon is a reed and Paul McCartney is a woodwind. You know, hey, yeah, that that's interesting. Yeah. So this guy's definitely in the John Lennon family for me in a good way.
1: I totally see that. Yeah. Well, you want to go to bobsuska.com, click on the podcast page for this episode, and click all the links for uh, our recording artists. here including uh, Brad Brooks and Brother Other is the name of the project. Okay, so moving along. Let's see what else here. There's infighting inside the uh, Trump campaign, inside the Trump White House, over Rudy Giuliani's role, of course. It's despicable. Yes, it is. Giuliani's ascent has led to an explosion of infighting. An explosion of infighting and disillusionment among the president's longstanding legal team and top campaign officials, resulting in dueling factions emerging from inside the president's dwindling campaign. Multiple sources have told ABC News. Oh, it's so... (laughs) So sad. It's so sad.
3: Ask not for whom the bell tolls. <laughs> it tolls for thee, That's Trump. absolutely right. Sorry, man. I ma'am. would be mad if I was working for Donald Trump and that fucker was getting out there and using my cousin Vinny as a defense and getting paid <laughs> 20 grand a day to do it.
1: But, man, the Red Hats are eating that shit with a spoon. They're like, yeah, the cousin Vinny defense. Awesome. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, the idiocrats. The idiocrats are going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. You know what we need is some catharsis right now. There is this uh, British comedian who takes on the uh, uh, personality of like a British journalist, like a British TV journalist. Yes. Like and his name is Jonathan Pye. And he delivered a hell of a fucking monologue about Donald Trump and the election. Let's listen to this. It's about two minutes long. The great
4: Jonathan Pye but there's been something quite beautiful about watching Trump's presidency being slowly euthanized by cold, hard numbers and irrefutable facts. Not so much going out with a bang, but an untrustworthy liquid fart. It's so Trump, isn't it, to shit himself when faced with the truth. For days, I'm marvelling at the humble majesty of democracy in action as every vote was counted and Trump just takes a steaming dump over the whole process. Real panic mode. Toys being thrown out of the pram at an unprecedented level. Never before has a teddy bear been launched into orbit by the sheer intensity of a tantrum. Interesting, isn't it? Global pandemic killing hundreds and thousands of American citizens. It'll go away like a miracle. But when they're threatening to take away his personal marine helicopter, he springs into action, shouting fraud and fakery at anything he doesn't like the look of, tweeting demonstrable shit and then going (laughs) for a round of golf. And it served him well over the last four years, but every tweet he now puts out is an example of when yesterday's news doesn't realise it's yesterday's news. I am so happy that Trump is so awful in defeat, to watch him finally expose that he really is a despot, without any reverence for the machinery of democracy or American values. That he is less a president, more a petulant child. It is so gratifying to see Republicans slowly walk back two steps backwards into into the shadows and those that back up his calls of fraud looking more out of touch with reality by the minute. A joy to watch a mainstream media that for four years struggled to call a lie a lie and allow Trump to use their platforms to spread those lies finally call him out for what he is, a liar. When even Fox News says he's talking divisive, dangerous nonsense at the podium, it's game over. It is so satisfying to see that his legal strategy, or lack thereof, involves a hastily arranged press conference hosted by tiny dicked rat boy Rudy Giuliani looking like Danny DeVito's penguin in a car park next to a funeral directors and a pawn shop. The poetic imagery is almost too much to bear. This is what the end of a Trump presidency looks like. Not an ounce of dignity in sight. Uh,
3: there you go. That's all I have. We're just backing up to that part again. Just, I, I need to hear the that Rudy piece. part?
1: Yeah, let's go yeah. back to that. The t- tiny, tiny dicked
4: rat boy? Is that what he called him? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All, right, tiny dicked
3: all of them! That's Charlie Kirk, it's Ben Shapiro! It's-
4: <laughs> Hosted by tiny dicked rat boy Rudy Giuliani looking like Danny DeVito's penguin in a car park next to a funeral directors and a pawn shop. The poetic imagery is almost too much to bear. This is what the end of a Trump presidency looks like, not an ounce of dignity in sight.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Tiny dicked rat boy. You know, that might be. Tiny
3: Dicked Rat Boy.
1: (laughs) That might be the name of today's show. Tiny Dicked Rat Boy. It's
3: a tiny dicked rat boy playing Danny DeVito's penguin. I mean. (laughs) <laughs> that to me takes it to the like Olympic level.
1: I know. And you know, I have one other bit of audio here, but it's gonna be anticlimactic after the great Jonathan Pye calling Rudy Giuliani a tiny dick rat boy. This is the uh the daily show put together a Trump loser remix. This is all the times Trump was calling someone else a loser, and now we can revel in this because Donald Trump is now The world's biggest loser.
4: A total loser. A tremendous loser. A sure loser. A proven loser. The biggest loser. A stone-cold loser. A hell of a loser. Always been a loser. One of the greatest losers of all time. This guy. Greatest loser on earth. One of the greatest losers in the history of politics. What a loser. My wife thinks I'm a total loser. I'm a loser.
1: (laughs) I never want to be called loser. Mm Mm-hmm. Loser. One term loser. One term biff. Lotus. Yeah,
3: I saw a thing on Twitter where that someone was like, you know, write Trump's epitaph in five words, and I was like, I don't need five, I got four, and don't come back. You know, like, <laughs>
1: well, I mean, there's just such great irony staring us right in the face: the fact that the guy whose catchphrase is "You're fired" has been told by uh, 80 million Americans, "Yeah, you're fired." I mean, he has been fired. By the American people. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the beauty of this. The you're fired guy was summarily fired, not by one fucking asshole with a diaper sitting at a boardroom table. 80 million Americans all saying in unison, you're fired. Go fuck mm-hmm. yourself.
3: Yep. I got to say the other morning, like in spite of everything, in spite of, you know, having a possibly terminally ill cat. To the pandemic, to mm-hmm. everything, but I had, I woke up and I had just had the best night of sleep and I felt so refreshed. Yeah. I haven't woken up feeling refreshed since 2015. Mm-hmm. Wow. I nice. mean, and I just like some cosmic shift in my mind has decided that, you know. Yeah, it's, you know, the hypervigilance is no longer necessary. I don't need to lie awake all night listening for sounds of, like,
1: you
3: know, ice trucks pulling up in the front yard to come and take away my husband, Mm -hmm. even though he's perfectly legal to be here. Yeah. Um, Just whatever.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, I've been feeling the same way, too. I mean, not just in terms of sleep, but in terms of just the course of a normal day. I'm finding I'm starting to feel those pockets of breathing room. Where it used to be occupied by Trump screaming shit, whether on television, uh, on Twitter, on some streaming video somewhere, and that is going away. It's fading away, and suddenly I'm finding these gaps in my day where I'm just like, "Oh, I can, <sighs> ah, I can open the <laughs> I window to go clean something." Yeah, yeah, I can, I can open a book maybe uh, for a very brief minute before it's back to work. But I mean, it's those little gaps it's of very time that you interesting cherish. Interesting
3: to me that yeah. he suddenly is nowhere. The right. man who can't get enough attention, the man who like would just like stomp on someone's face to get in front of a camera, like he did <laughs> at that summit in Helsinki or wherever. Yeah. Like, is suddenly just like bunker boy again. <laughs> He's just like, I, I, I won't talk to them. I'm I'm too angry They've hurt my feelings. You know, just
1: like Ugh. so so sad with his stomach going.
3: Whoa.
0: That's the son of his um, <laughs> Jenna Ellis said, your question, okay, she was asked about evidence uh-huh. that they're going to present in this stupid press conference. And yeah. she said, literally, your question is fundamentally flawed. When you're asking where's the evidence, you clearly don't understand the legal process.
1: Oh, my God. I thought
0: evidence was important in legal processes.
1: Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Is there
3: not a porn actress with her same name? Am I getting this wrong? Um, well, there's Jenna
0: Jameson Jenna
3: Jameson yeah I guess that's what it is but I hear, every time I hear Jenna Ellis I and then there's Jenna this. Elfman um,
0: but they're not the same person no
3: no but I just every time I hear Jenna Ellis for some reason I'm imagining like the other Jenna the, what's the first one you mentioned Jameson. Jenna Jameson Jenna Jameson and like a like a sexy lawyer outfit, you know? like. She's P- who they got for the legal team. That's the thing
1: for the after party. People who listen to the after party recognize the fact that somewhere in my brain I have stored the names of dozens of porn stars. I don't know why <laughs> that's the case, but I do. And it's I wish I could erase that part of my brain and use it for important information. But, you know, that's the way biology goes. Alright, uh, Jody Hamilton can be found at From-The-Bunker.com David Ferguson is at Patreon.com slash the T Rex Report, also astralsummer.bandcap.com. Postmortem show up next, Bob if you want to subscribe. Thanks, folks. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. The season of giving thanks is upon us. Right now, the special day of turkey, family, and football will be here before you know it. Before gathering with your family to share in your Thanksgiving traditions, it's important to allow some extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best for your loved ones. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduced wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines too. Numbers 11 and Crows feet Take 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. We are talking about Photoshop in a can. You can try a 6-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplexcom slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee in case you don't like it. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplexcom slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-